book of Joshua 24, verse 14. It says this, Now fear the Lord. It says, and it says, Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. It says, Throw away their gods. It says, Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and Egypt and serve the Lord. But in verse 15 says this, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me, my household, what's going to happen? We will serve the Lord. It says, but as for me, my household, we will serve the Lord. And then the, and this morning, my question is, who are you serving this morning? It said, choose this day who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the father of your forefathers? Or are you going to serve the father of Amorites or our Lord Jesus Christ? And one thing, uh, you know, God has given us all a choice. Who are you going to serve? Understand our God will not force himself in nobody's life. God never forced you to pray. Like this morning, you woke up because you wanted to be here this morning. Amen? Nobody forced you. You need to go to church this morning. Right? Hopefully. Amen. Your wife, hey, beat you down. You need to wake up and go to church. No. But you came here, and you're not here by mistake this morning. God wants you to be here, amen? You're here because you know, God allowed you to be here this morning. But at the same time, our God is not a God that forced himself in nobody's life. Because our God is a loving God. He's a just God, and at the same time, he's a jealous God. And so he gave us a choice. You know, Joshua was telling the people, choose this day who you're going to serve. And life is about choices. You can choose to do right. You can choose to do wrong. And, amen. And so many things in this life, how many times we've made a choice that God you in trouble? How many times you did a choice that was wise? And God has given us a decision. You've got to make a decision. Joshua told the people, you choose this day who you're going to serve. And we look at our lives today. Who is your God? Who is your God? As he, as he was talking about the, 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 about the gods of their forefathers, you think about your your family, who are the gods of your family that don't come to church? Who are the gods of, your, of the, this nation today? Who is their gods? You know, we see all, so much happening today in the world. Anything could be a god in our life. I remember, you know, when I was a young kid and being in high school, my whole goal was to be a college athlete. I wanted to be a college football player. So for me, it was like eat, sleep, and dream football. It was all about football. I was like, forget my grades, forget everything. If you were a good athlete in our school, they'll pass you anyways. So it was all about football. That was my God. I worshiped football. And it's like, for me, that was my everything. To a point that I made it to college. And I, you know, I played ball and everything. But to one day I encountered Christ in a special way. And I realized that, you know, God, football wasn't my God. To a point I just threw it off. It was not even worth it. I want because God had a greater purpose for my life. And uh, this morning, I want to ask you, who is your God? So many times we don't realize it. We can make things our God without even noticing what you're doing. You can get so caught up doing so many things, you forget our, our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, you know that it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy. You mean get on Facebook, you could be there for... I'm just going to check my email. I'm just going to check if I got anything. And by the time you know it, you're there for like an hour or two hours. just Or text messaging you. Or I'm just going to go talk to so-and-so. And you're there for like two hours talking. 
And, we, you know, we get so caught up in so many things. And we can worship and make that thing our God if we're not careful. Amen? But, you know, Joshua said, choose this day who you're going to serve. And my question today, who is your God today? Anything could be your God. So many things. You look around you, your workplace could be your job. If all you do is just work so hard just to make money, money could be your God. If your job, if you're there more than, you know, where you're supposed to be, and all you do is just work, 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 and, and that's what you worship, your job, that could be your God. And if you're not careful, you, you know, you can make anything your God. And we need to be careful to realize, what is, who is my God? You know, even people, I, we see people here at that adult video store every day, and people can make that their God. And this morning, you need to look at your life. Who is my God? When you look at our lives, you know, who am I going to serve? Who do I put first every day of my life? And then we go with me real quick to the book of First Kings. Chapter 18. And, uh, you know, Elijah told the people, you need to make a decision. And Elijah was one of the guys, he was left, he said, I'm the last prophet of all that is left. But he told the people one thing there that day. If you go there, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, he told them this, Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, then follow Him. But if Baal is God, then follow Him. But you choose who you're going to serve. He gave him a choice. How many know you cannot serve two masters? You cannot serve two gods. We can't have one foot in the church, one foot outside the church. Amen? And God is saying, He's given us a choice today. Who's going to be your God today? You know, all of us have a choice in this life. And I like it just real simple how even in the midst of all these people, Elijah must have been brave. He, you know, he didn't get afraid. He wasn't afraid. He didn't stoop down. He said it real simple. Hey, you choose this day who you're going to serve. You choose. In the world where so much busyness today, in the world where there's so much happening, you have a choice who you're going to serve. Who will you serve this day, today? And I ask you, who is your God today? And as we, you keep reading there, we know that Elijah and his God became real to all those people. And it, I love it at the end. When Joshua proved himself, not even, no, Elijah proved himself to his God became real. And then the people realized he is who Elijah's God was, that he was the Lord, how powerful he was. And this morning, as you look at our lives, who is your God? Honestly. Look at your hearts today. Is my workplace my God? Is what I'm doing, am I putting other things before God that is more important than our God, our Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, speak for myself today. You know, I can get so caught up doing so much ministry that I can forget my first love. That I can forget my first, what's more important, my Lord Jesus Christ. All of us here today, we can, it's so easy to forget what's more important in your life. And that's why we keep going right there in Joshua 24. Verse 19. And Joshua said to the people, he says, you are not able to serve the Lord. He's a holy God. And I love this part. He's a jealous God. He's a jealous God. How can God be jealous? He would not forgive your rebellion and your sins. 
But I love this part. He's a jealous God. And we sing that song. How many heard the song? He is jealous for me. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And that's why he's jealous for you. Because he loves you so much. He wants all of you. You know, it's like my wife. You know, how would you think my wife would feel? I'll tell her, hey, babe, I love you so much. But also I love the girl next door. Hello. I'm sure that's not going to work out well. Hello. You know what I mean. What tell my baby? You're so beautiful, babe, but also I want this. I say, hey, you go. Don't come back home. It's true. If I were to be spending so much time with other people, doing other things, and talking to other ladies, you think my wife would get jealous? Imagine how God gets. But we spend so much time doing other things. You wake up in the morning, go to work, go to school, and then go you do your go out throughout your day eating and fellowshipping with your friends and doing all your thing in the midst of that where's God in your day? Where's God involved? If we're not careful, we can make our friends our God. You can make your computer, even your school, whatever you do for your living. That could become your God if we're not careful. How do you think God feels? Earlier, I said, how do God feel? You were, you were to put yourself in God. You were to be God, and everybody would ignore you. Really, not, nobody talked to you. How he, imagine how God feels. And we do it so many times, and we're not careful. It's so easy to forsake our first love in the world where everything's going faster. And, you know, yes or no, there's so much chaos that, you know what, it's getting real busy. I was talking earlier you know, it's just like when you go and in Texas. I remember the speed limit at one time used to be like 45, then 55, and now it's all the way to 65, and now it's 75. Everything's going faster. We're living in a fast lane today. And if we're not careful, we can be so distracted so easy that we don't have time to pray. And I said, you know, if you can't even pray for a minute, what makes you, uh, you know, how can you be able to withstand eternity, that's, you know, heaven for eternity? You can even worship God for a moment. It says we're going to be worshiping Him for eternity. Look at your life today. What's more important this morning? Is it God? Who is your God this morning? Know that our God is a jealous God. and He's given us a choice. And that when we worship God and when we give Him everything, we do it because we love Him. Amen? It's like my, my wife doesn't force me to love I love my wife. And that's why I want to just spend time with her. This same, time, same thing with Jesus. Because I love God, I want to spend time with Him. But I tell you this morning, it's a battle. It's a war every single day. As you go out through this you know, spiritual warfare every single day, you go to your workplace, so many things happen all around you. You can choose what you want to make your God. Amen? And a, a good example about people making their God's you go to the book of Exodus, chapter 32. The people there, they became impatient people, like so many of us. We want it now, and this doesn't happen now, I'm leaving. Yes or no? It's like, Mom, you better give me my car right now, so many young people. If you don't give me that car, I'm leaving the house. Yeah, I'm leaving. You're going to have to walk anyways. <laughs> Real simple. <laughs> It's like we want, we're in the world today, we want everything our way or the highway. Yes or no? And if it doesn't happen my way, it's like, man, I'm going to do my own thing. 
And that's what happened in the book of Exodus, chapter 32. Hey, Moses left us. And Moses went to go spend time with the king, with Jesus. And yet these people became impatient people. They're like, hey, our God, they even treated Moses like a god. And they say, he's gone, everybody, start throwing all your gold. Let's make a, a god. And they, they made it a calf, a golden calf into a god. And the saddest thing, they bowed down and worshipped. To him, they danced to it, and God was disappointed. You know, it says he was in anger, and he told Moses, they go down to your people, have turned to other gods, they worship other gods. It's like, you know, one of the saddest things, Moses comes back down to the people, and then I, I'm sure the people, you know, just so quick, they didn't realize what they were doing at the moment. But I could tell you, it could happen so quick without you realizing if you're not careful. You know, if you're not careful of who you worship, if you're not careful how much time you spend with God, it's so easy to be distracted. It's so easy, but it's important. It ought to be, you know what, God, because I love you, I just want to spend time with you. I'm not going to let nothing distract me. I tell people, why do you brush your teeth? So your mouth won't stink, right? I hope you do. <laughs> we have some toothbrushes if you don't. <laughs> and you, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, it stinks. Same thing with Jesus. If you don't spend time with the king, life stinks without Jesus. I mean, know that. If I don't spend time with God, and I make other things my God, eventually everything will crumble and fall apart in your life. And that's what happened to these people because they turned to other gods. You know, God was angry. No, because he was angry because he loves us so much. And that's why he says he's a jealous God. And he's jealous for our time. And God is not asking you, give me all the time. But yet, he says, hey, just spend time with me. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm more important than your workplaces. Seek you first. And everything else is going to be added to your life. So many times we worry, I got to work more. I got to work more. I got to do this. And yet, if you were to only spend time with God, God will take care of your needs, your situation, your circumstance. He is God. If God can boom mountains. You know, we sing that. You know, but do you believe what you're seeing sometimes? You know, we see God, the you know, Savior, He can move mountains. And yet, when situations come in our life, we want to do more. But i got to work more because I don't know how I'm going to pay. And yet you forsake your family, you forsake your God. I always say it's your family, it's first God and then your family and everything else. What's more important in your life this morning? Who is your God? Honestly, ask yourself, who is my God this morning? And just like those people didn't realize that they turned to other gods, and yet it happened so quick. And it could happen to us if we're not careful. It could happen so quick. Amen? And then real, the next, so understand this, that our God is a jealous God, but he's given us a choice to choose. He's given us a choice. Again, who will you serve today? Who will be your God today in a world where there's so much happening, so much temptation, so much where you can make anything an idol, anything, if we're not careful, you know, I remember before I came here, I had a nice 53 Ford truck. It was nice. It was big and nice. <laughs> but I can tell you, I was like, I love that truck so much. Back, You would tell me back in the days when I wasn't sold out for Christ, man, that, I would worship any old car. I had a 46 Chevy. I was like, man, I would worship my old vehicles. But when I came here to Louisiana recently, uh, I didn't know what to do with so many vehicles. I was like, man, just, just give them away. My family thought I was the craziest guy ever. 
That's it. Now, those are just materialistic things. That's just ain't nothing compared to the goodness of God. If God gave it to me, he's like, okay, why not be a blessing to somebody else? And the Bible says this in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 24, that what good is it to gain the whole world? You could have everything, all the money in the world, all the things of the world, but if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have nothing without Jesus. And we need Him more than ever before. As we see so much chaos today in the world, we need to seek His face more than ever before. You know, we were talking about this morning, we want to see revival, but yet we're not willing to sacrifice to what it takes to see revival happen in the church. We want to see God do big things today, and it takes the people seeking His face. And I, I love Martha Mary's story. You go with me real quick to the book of Luke chapter 10. Verse 38 and to 42. And some of you heard that story before. We could become like Martha so many times, so busy doing so many things that we make those things our God. And just, it's so easy. This morning I was talking about our phone. I mean, you know, some people worship their phone. It's like I was saying, it was like, hey, how many of you cannot leave your house without your phone? Like, it is a sin to leave your phone at home or anywhere else or in your car. Like, man, if I left it in my car, I have to go wherever it's at, go get it. Or I left it at my house, I'm going to do whatever it takes to go get that phone. It doesn't matter if it's miles away. I'm going to go get that phone because it's, it's, it's special. And for some people, it's their God. I remember being a school teacher one time, one kid, like, to the point of just, you know, kids aren't supposed to have cell phones in school. And they use it, they take them away. I remember a little girl, one time, too, she was, her phone rang in class. Oh, boy. It was her boyfriend calling. Hey, I'm out of class. But she made a whole story. My grandma died and everything. I need to get out of here right now. I was like, give me your phone. And she's like, my grandma died. I was like, and then we had to go to the principal's office. It was just her boyfriend that called. I was like, man, what people do today just for a phone. I was like, they worship that. I was like, it's so sad. Like, man, we're driving and texting. How many accidents happen when people are driving and texting today? But they worship that like if it's everything. They worship their, their computer, Facebook, and all those things. They make it their God. If we're not careful. You know, and it's like I tell people, it's like, man, imagine if everybody would treat their Bible the same way they treat their phones. We will have revival today. Oh, I can't go home without my Bible. I've got to go pick up my Bible at home. Yeah. Oh, but now we get too classy. Now we have a Bible app. Yeah, how many of you look at it every day, you know? How much time do you really spend time looking at your Bible app? But it's so easy to make those things your God if we're not careful. Amen. And I say this morning, who is your God? And look at Martha and Mary. And Jesus, right there, we go with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. He said this, and Jesus said to his disciples, they were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And uh, I may know when you don't spend time with Jesus, when you don't begin the day in prayer, it's, uh, it, be, it could be chaos and miserable sometimes. Yes or no? I mean, ben, when you pray in the morning, you wake up with prayer, or just, it's just refreshing. It's like, man, I'm, I'm ready to go. Just like when you connect your phone, it's charged up, and you're ready to go to use your phone throughout the day. It's the same thing. Man, I, I'm connected with God this morning. I'm ready to go. I'm refreshed. 
I tell people, if you're not connected with God, you're powerless without Jesus. Amen? We need power. The only way you get power is by going to the one that has the power. That's Jesus Christ. And we need to get connected to him every single day. And Martha was a woman, and she invited them at first to their house. Yeah, come to my house. And then, look, here comes a problem. And then she goes to, she had a sister named Mary, and she that sat to the Lord's feet listening to what, what? He was saying. And then, but Martha was distracted by all the what? The preparations she had to make. Understand, man, Jesus is in your house. It's not just any ordinary man. It's Jesus. Imagine him being at your house. I'm too busy doing other things. Hello. How many times that happens to us? God wants to do big things in your life. God wants to move in your life, do so many things, but yet you're so concerned about everything else around you. You're distracted by everything around you today. And this is what happened to Martha. Man, God wanted, just, it's not every day that Jesus would walk into your house and spend time with you. Hello? It's not like we could spend every minute, you know, we almost have to work, right, with our family. But man, it's not like every second you, you could be in his presence. And man, God, I want to be with you. And man, there was this, he was there. And yet Martha was distracted. She came to him and asked, Lord, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself to her to help me. Hey, why did you invite him at first of all to come to your house? You're going to be complaining. Hello. <laughs> that was the first thing, but yet she was miserable already. Yes or no? She was miserable. Look at her, and then it's like there we can relate to Martha so many times that we could get distracted by our workplace. We get distracted by our friends and you know, how many times you've been there where uh, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, and all of a sudden somebody's knocking at your door. I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, and somebody calls your phone. How many been there? You're going to pray or you're going to spend time in the Word and something happens. How many know the enemy doesn't want you to pray? He doesn't want you to spend time with the Word. He needs to do whatever it takes to distract you. That you will turn to other gods. And here... You could, we can relate to Martha. You can even put your name there. I can put my name there. Steve, Steve, the Lord answered. You're, ups, you're worried and upset about many things. How many times we can become worried about so many things and upset about so many things around us that are happening. But I love this one thing. I love this verse right here. It says, but only one thing is needed. Everybody say one thing. I say one thing. It says, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is only one thing is needed. What was that one thing that was needed? It's Jesus. To be at the feet of Jesus, that nothing else matters but Jesus. This is Martha, Martha, you worried about so many things and concern. But the other thing, when the main important thing is to be at the feet of Jesus. And I can tell you this morning, that's us today. We can be worried about so many things. And if we don't get connected with God, we can get distracted so easily. If we're not connected with the king. It is so easy to serve other gods. When it meant when things get tough and instead of turning to God, we turn to everybody else but God. We, we forget the God that we serve. He's a God that can do anything. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's a mighty God. And yet we turn to everything else but God today. And that's why I asked you the question today, who is your God. Who is your God today? What God do you worship? 
who, who is your God today? And real simple, Joshua told the people, choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose this day. He didn't put it in, he didn't make it in theologians' ways to make it hard. Real simple message. Choose this day who you're going to serve. And he's given us a choice as well. As you wake up in the morning, choose this day who you're going to serve. As you go out through your day, uh, things get tough in your life, choose this day who you're going to serve. When it all seems to fall apart all around you, and you don't know what else you're going to do, choose this day who you're going to serve. I'm sure, you know, even, you know, Job, when everything fell apart in his life, you know who he chose. He chose the living God. Amen. You ask uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when everybody else worshipped another god, yet they bowed, they, had, they threw him in the fire. They knew the god that they served. Even when they went through the fire, there was a fourth person. Who was that? The true living God, Jesus Christ. Because they knew the God that they served. And no matter that if, hey, what comes against me, he said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Even when they feel that they're alone, just like Daniel, thrown in the lion's den. Yet, he knew the God that he served. Amen? He knew the God that he served. And he worshipped him. Daniel was a man of prayer. He spent time with God. He fasted and prayed. And he had a relationship with God. And I tell you this morning, it's not about religion. So we live in a world where so many people caught with religion. Religion is not going to save you. It's a relationship with Jesus. I said it's a relationship with the living King. And he desires that all of us will have a relationship with him. Because As Pastor Steve has shared this message this morning, I believe that God is calling us to take a stand. I believe this is our day. This is our moment. This, as Ronald Reagan said, this is our rendezvous with destiny. This is our chance that we can become all that we can be for the glory of God. Today, I want to encourage you that if there is anything that we can do to help you in your life where you are, if we can begin to reach out and help you become all that God has intended for you to be, please contact us. Please let us be part of your journey. Let us know how this uh, series is blessing your heart and what God is doing in your life. Let me pray for you today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this message. I pray, God, that you begin to stir the hearts of the people at home, Lord. God, that you begin to do a work that only you can do. Father, that you would resurrect uh, the dreams, the plans, the visions that you have for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This ministry would not be possible without these partners. Tapping Ground Coffee Shop in downtown Alexandria. If you're looking for a great place to hang out or have a break and a wonderful cup of coffee, please stop by and see Jeff and thank him for his support of our ministry. Bayou Shirts. At Bayou Shirts, we offer quick, friendly, quality service for all your t-shirt needs. Check us out today at BayouShirts.com for information on all the services we can provide. You can reach us at 318-308-3754.